everyone, my name is PJ Garcia, and I am the owner and manager of Rant Radio. Rant Radio is an online radio station that's dedicated to individual people from around the world sharing their thoughts and frustrations, in particular, about their governments or societies. Today's broadcast on November the 14th, 2013, is dedicated to the Republic of the Philippines, and its first commenter will be myself. I'll be talking specifically about the corruption and ineptitude that I find in the government, and I'd like to specifically dedicate this broadcast to President Benigno Aquino Jr., otherwise known as Noinoy. President Noinoy, today's particular broadcast will have a theme, and that theme is Command Responsibility. I'm here to ask you specific questions about what's happened in your term, especially relating to the following issues. Number one, the issue of corruption or the culture of corruption. I'm going to talk about Chief Justice Corona, about Janet Lim Napoles and the Priority Development Assistance Program or PDAP, and later on some of the disasters and crises in your office and your term, such as the Hong Kong tourist hostage saga, uh, the Bohol earthquake, which happened recently, the Sambuanga City hostage crisis, and Super Typhoon Yolanda, as we know it in the Philippines, or as the international community calls it, Super Typhoon Haiyan. I will especially focus on the events in Haiyan, or Yolanda, as this is the most recent particular event. I will attempt in this broadcast to refrain from profanities and name-calling. I can't always be successful, I have to say, but I will try, as I want this to be a rational, reasonable discussion of the failings of the Philippine government, and President Aquino in particular. So with that said, let us begin. I will start with a basic premise. My premise is this. The president or prime minister of a nation has the ultimate command responsibility for all of the things that happen in that particular nation. Naturally, some of these events, such as acts of nature, like an earthquake or a typhoon, are not the direct responsibility of the president, because unless he actually caused these events, you can't really blame him for the discretion and the deaths that happened because of it. What I will, however, discuss is not the fact that we had these particular disasters, but the fact that these disasters could have been mitigated by a president who was more responsible and active in the aftermath of such tragedies and or someone who prepared more actively and properly for the tragedies themselves before they actually reached our shores. Now, if you have a problem with the concept of command responsibility, listen no further. If you believe that the leader of a nation has no responsibility whatsoever for anything that happens in that particular nation, then nothing I say from here on in will convince you. I must say, however, that if you are elected by a majority of your people as a person who will take responsibility for your nation, you must then take ultimate responsibility for all of the good and bad things that happen to your nation in your term of office, especially if it is your specific actions or inactions that cause the problems in the first place. 
So let's discuss the first major issue that I'd like to talk about, and that is the ongoing culture of corruption that Filipinos have suffered for decades now. Many Filipinos say that corruption is something that you have to live with. No matter what you do, there will always be corrupt politicians in the Philippines. Now while I essentially agree with that, I do believe that this thing can be mitigated or helped by a president who actively seeks to stamp out corruption. Now, Noi Noi's supporters will say that he has done so, and they will point to the fact that there was a trial and impeachment of the Chief Justice of our nation's Supreme Court, Chief Justice Corona, for his alleged corruption. They will point to the fact that there was a public hearing by the Senate, and that in the end, by vote, of the same senators in that particular Senate, Chief Justice Corona was found guilty of corruption and therefore removed from public office. I find this a bit ironic because these same senators that voted for his ouster are the same ones involved in an ongoing corruption crisis that happens in the Philippines right now that Filipinos know as the PDAP crisis or the crisis regarding to the Priority Development Assistance Program where more than 10 billion pesos, it is alleged, were stolen from public coffers so that private individuals, such as a woman who is currently under trial by the name of Janet Lim Napoles, and allegedly some senators who have been named in the papers, such as Senator Juan Ponce Enrile, Senator Bong Revilla, and Senator Jingo Estrada, who were allegedly involved in removing or rather using the money that was supposed to be set aside for people and their particular well-being for their own individual gain. Why is this President Noy Noy's responsibility? Well, simply put, the fact that this program even exists and has been used for years and the fact that there was not enough transparency with regard to the use of the funds in this project, I blame Noi Noi for. If you are the president and you really honestly ran on the platform of being not corrupt and of cleaning up the government of the Philippines, I think it is your prime duty and responsibility in office to make sure that the money of the people of the Philippines goes to the people of the Philippines of the Philippines and by people I don't mean senators or corrupt business people I mean the people who really need it the poor hungry starving or those who have suffered from major calamities such as the earthquake in Bohol or the typhoon in Leyte such as we all know has not been the case is it Noi Noi's fault that some senators are corrupt not necessarily, but it is Noi Noi's fault that there were not any clear transparency uh, uh, mechanisms in the government that allow for people to know that this thing was happening and had been happening for years. Yes, if there is a lack of transparency in government, then the person I will blame is the president of said government, the person who is the most powerful in the executive branch, 
the person who can demand that the people involved in disbursing these funds answer for the use of these funds. Is it wrong of me to say that Noy Noy is supposed to be blamed for a lack of transparency? I don't think so, because it's his job to monitor and control the use of public funds in office. And the fact that this was so blatantly used by a woman who, and I'm not trying to be snarky here, just factual, a woman who didn't even go to college to steal 10 billion pesos, or for international audience, about uh, 200 plus million US dollars is outrageous, to be honest. So, that's the first point I'd make. The second point I'd like to talk about is not necessarily about corruption, it's more about disaster and crisis preparedness. Let's start with the Hong Kong tourist hostage saga. What is that saga about? Filipinos will know that during Noi Noi's term, the first major crisis was that former Philippine policemen took a bus full of hostages, the vast majority of whom were from the territory of Hong Kong, and then made all these demands publicly for his reinstatement to his office. I found this particularly stupid, because here's a policeman who was kicked out of his job and thought that it was particularly unfair that he was kicked out of his job, and so takes a bus full of hostages and demands that he be put back in his job as a policeman. Now, how crazy do you have to be to think that the way to get your job back is to hold people hostage? And that we would trust someone to be a policeman again after he's taken people hostage. Obviously, he was whacked in the head, which is why in the end, it ended so tragically with the death of said gunman, hostage taker, and most of the tourists in the bus. Why was this particular hostage crisis situation mainly Noi Noi's fault? Not because he was the one who took them hostage, but because of the stupidity with regard to hostage negotiations and the way that the Philippine military approached and eventually botched the hostage rescue situation. They could have taken this idiot out pretty quickly too. But instead of ordering his execution, Noi Noi lets this situation meander and last and linger longer than it should have. So in the end, when they finally did rush in to try to get this hostage taker out of that bus, what happens is he starts to fire upon the people in the bus, killing most of them before he was himself taken out by the military. Now, you are the commander-in-chief of the military of your nation. If your nation screws up a military action, as commander-in-chief, you should take responsibility. You can't blame anyone else for it, and you certainly can't point fingers at your military commanders whom you have appointed and whom you control. So Noino Yakino, with regard to the hostage crisis, I count that as a big fail. Moving on from here, we'll talk about the situation in the earthquake in Bohol. There was a major earthquake in Bohol of magnitude 7.2. Bohol is an island in the Philippines. Apparently, um, a lot of people lost their lives. I don't know the exact count at the moment, but not only did they lose their lives, but many, many of them lost their homes and 
had a lack of access to proper medical attention, food, and water for quite a while. Now, this happened only recently. Actually, by recently, I mean within the past year. So knowing that you have a problem getting food and rescue aid to people in crisis in a particular island of your nation, don't you think Noi Noi should have started to come up with more responsive, more effective means by which we could reach these people in times of crisis? Which leads me to the next point, which is Typhoon Yolanda, as we know it in the Philippines, or Haiyan, as you know it, abroad. It just hit us a few days ago. By the most recent estimates, as many as 10,000 people were killed outright by a massive tsunami-like uh, sea surge caused by a typhoon with main winds that lasted about 315 kilometers per hour. All right, so we already screwed up in Bohol. People had problems getting food and medicine, and we had logistical issues, etc., etc. And guess what's happening in Yolanda right now? Actually, in Tacloban City, Leyte, where Yolanda hit. We have the very same issues that President Aquino should have foreseen would happen in a major crisis, as it's already happened in a major crisis in the past year. Was there a quick response team that was assigned to help the people of Leyte immediately in the aftermath of the typhoon? Apparently not. Why? Because if you watch CNN and other international media, you will see that the government of the Philippines has only made cosmetic changes to the situation in Tacloban City. A situation so dire that there are thousands of dead people rotting in the streets as I speak. Now this is something that's honestly only supposed to happen in barbaric nations where people don't have coffins or means to deal with the dead. But it's happening in the Philippines. One of the allegedly strongest democracies in Asia. A nation which is constantly given aid by the rest of the world and for this particular crisis has already received aid in excess of, in Philippine currency, 1.5 billion pesos. My question to Noi Noi is this. What's up with that? Where's the money going? Why isn't it being seen on TV? Why are the streets still screwed up? Why is there still debris? Why are there still thousands of dead people floating around or lying around there rotting under the sun? In response to a question like this from Christiana Amantpour of CNN, Noi Noi's response was, we are here for the living and not for the dead. Okay, no, no, that was honestly an answer that's too snarky and sarcastic for the leader of a nation. Especially a leader who was supposed to have some common sense decency and empathy for the suffering of his own people. Obviously, if there are 10,000 dead people, there are at the very least 10,000 living people who will notice them missing. Fathers and mothers and sons and daughters, grandfathers, grandmothers, people who cared about these people who died. 
You do not dismiss their pain by merely saying that your job is simply to take care of the living and not the dead. You have to take care of the dead to preserve their dignity as human beings. Yes, I realize they're dead right now, but they were human before, and they have human loved ones who still cared and who still loved them for, and their memory. You cannot simply dismiss their passing as, oh, well, they're dead right now. We don't really care. We only care about the living. All right, for you Noinoi apologists who are here going to tell me that I am taking this too far and that that's not really what he meant, let's analyze this rationally because I want to be fair. Okay, rationally speaking, yes. If your immediate urgency and concern is for the living instead of the people who are already dead, I can get that. That makes sense. But if you really care about the living, then these dead decomposing bodies that are somehow adding to the crisis in Tacloban City should be taken care of too. Because it is the living around these dead bodies who are suffering. They're suffering not just emotionally, but they're suffering from the incredible stench, which is basically incredibly bad and is unhealthy to breathe in, especially with the many children that still exist there. And these decomposing bodies can be sources of decay and disease. Disease which can lead to further illness and death amongst the living. So if you particularly care about the living, you will take care of the dead that are rotting and decomposing around them. You will not let them lie on the streets, especially if these people were related to the very same people who, I mean, one would presume, since you're president, possibly voted for you. And here's another issue. Okay, this is going to be a teeny bit snarky for Noine apologists. And I'll apologize for the snark ahead of time, but this was a point made to me by, uh, by someone in the political field who knows what's going on. That person mentioned to me, of course, my sources will remain anonymous, that person mentioned to me that there is current political speculation that the reason that Noinoi doesn't really look like he's actively doing much to help the people of Leyte is because most of the people of Leyte allegedly did not vote for him in the elections. Leyte, you see, for those of you from abroad, is a bastion of the Philippine opposition. The majority of the people of Leyte support candidates from rival political parties not belonging to the president's own liberal party. And as such, it was mentioned to me by my source that Noinoy doesn't really care so much about what happens to Leyte because he doesn't consider them his constituents. In fact, I was told, and this I still have to verify, uh, that Noinoy even refused to meet with the mayor of Tacloban City, who is Mayor Alfredo Romualdez, a member of the Romualdez clan, or related to Imelda Romualdez Marcos, the former wife of the dictator president who took his father, Benigno Aquino, a prisoner and allegedly ordered his death and assassination. Because Alfredo Romualdez is apparently related to Imelda and is part of the Romualdez clan and is against Noima. Okay, I apologize for that run-on sentence, but if that allegation horrific as it is, is true, then what little respect I might have had for Nonya Aquino is completely gone. Alright, I will attempt to not make this anything like Fox News, 
which is a bastion of stupid speculations and innuendo. So I am not passing this off as fact. I'm merely telling you what people told me. What they told me is that there is political speculation that Noinoi doesn't care so much about Leyte because, well, basically, they're not his peeps or his citizens, as you will. They are not from Tarlac, his home province. I'm willing to bet, however, that if said typhoon had walloped Hacienda Luisita, his family's traditional plantation, that Hacienda Luisita would not be currently littered with rotting and decomposing corpses, especially if any of those corpses were related to President Noinoy Aquino. The fact that this situation is happening in this day and age, in the 21st bloody century, is unconscionable and outrageous. And I will seize for a few seconds because everything else that will follow will possibly be a Christian. I will now move on to my next issue. I'm going to ask a few questions regarding this Tacloban City crisis. One, where is the military exactly? You are the commander-in-chief of the Philippines and the Philippine military, Noy Noy. Where are the people you command? Where are the over 100,000 military soldiers under your jurisdiction? Why are they not on the streets of Tacloban City Leyte currently picking up these dead bodies, burying them, okay, perhaps in mass graves, but at least burying them and keeping them away from the living, therefore not letting their decomposing corpses affect them? And it was noted, and I saw this myself on an actual CNN broadcast, that the soldiers from the Philippines that were in Tacloban were actually just milling around the airport trying to look busy for the international media. That was what was mentioned by the commentators. I saw it for myself with my own eyes when I saw the video. Now, I'm aware that cleaning up after a major crisis is difficult. I'm seeing the same videos you're all seeing, and I know that it would take perhaps years to rebuild Tacloban City. But frankly speaking, what is needed is not necessarily uh, a time machine or a president who can immediately do things that take years in a few days. What is needed is a president who actually can, and who has, by the way, control over the hundreds of military doctors and medics in his command, uh, ordering these military doctors and medics to go to the only working clinic currently in Tacloban City, which is walking distance from the airport, where hundreds of people go every day for medical attention that they cannot get because they have no food, water, or medicines left in that clinic. All right. So, yeah, we had... All these things happening, you don't give a damn about the dead, you clearly have issues taking care of the living, Who, to whom do we assign blame? And is it appropriate to assign blame for this particular thing? Well, let's go back to my theme of command responsibility, Noinai. It's your fault. It's your fault if after the crisis hits, and we know that things can be done, and things aren't being done, and you are in charge of the things that can be done, it's your damn freaking fault. 
I saw you flying no, during your campaign period in helicopters. Could not one of those helicopters also be used to fly in a few doctors and their medical kits and or some medicines or food or water? Could that not be done? I think it could clearly be done. Cebu is a major city in the archipelago. You can easily order the military that are based in Cebu to go over to Tacloban City later and hand out water and food. And that's not even something that you need to scrounge up because the international community and Filipinos from abroad and at home have donated so much water and food that it would be enough to feed the people of Tacloban City Leyte for the next few weeks. So we have weeks worth of food and water that's basically going to waste because we don't have enough soldiers from the Philippines taking care of the living in the streets. I find it particularly shameful that we see that as many as 250 American soldiers or Marines are actually doing the work that Philippine Marines or soldiers should be doing. Now, I'm very grateful to the Americans, don't get me wrong. I, I particularly appreciate the fact that they sent their people over. Japan is sending over apparently a medical team, or so is Taiwan, if I'm not mistaken. The UN has sent over tons, literally tons of food and medicine and water. But the only soldiers that are doing anything about it are the soldiers under the command of someone else, not under the command of the commander-in-chief of the Philippines. So, fine, I'm going to give props to Barack Obama for his humanity in this situation and for lending us his people and to the presidents of Taiwan and Japan, for the, uh, Prime Minister of Japan, rather, for doing the same. But I will give no credit whatsoever to President Noinoy Aquino because he's doing jack shit. Sorry, Mom, I know you're listening to this, but that's as much as I can go without saying anything. I'm going to blame him for this because he's the commander-in-chief and he's not taking command and he's not being any kind of a chief. There are people who need help right now and the military of the Philippines, of which he commands, is not doing anything in Tacloban City Leyte. One of my family drivers is there right now because he hasn't heard from his wife and children in all this time. Uh, he's trying to find them and he's trying to find them through that maze of rotting corpses and hell that Noinoy Aquino is letting exist in that city because he only cares about the living, or so he says. All right, I'm going to go on. So, all right, so I'm assigning blame to Noinoy for the total screw-up and lack of accountability with regard to the crisis management after the crisis. I'm also going to assign blame to him because he is, I think, supposed to be punished for allowing the people involved in the PDAP scandal who stole 10 billion pesos to currently, at the moment, still go unpunished. All right, that doesn't make so much sense when you first listen to it, but here's how it is broken down. Noine Aquino pushed so freaking hard for Chief Justice Corona to be convicted, so much so that he pushed his allies in the Senate to cause what was almost a constitutional crisis when they actually took a vote on whether or not to pay attention to the Supreme Court 
and actually wanted to force bank presidents to release information regarding to Corona's deposits in their bank against the law of the Philippines and against the Bank Secrecy Act. Okay. He pushed so hard for that. Where is the same push for accountability in the Janet Lim Napoles trial? Why is Janet Lim Napoles really the only one who's ever been arrested so far? Okay. Chief Justice Corona was put under custody of the Senate. These same senators who have been accused and who went and who, by the way, by records and signatures, were involved in the corruption scandal. These same senators are still not in any kind of protective custody, or sorry, um, military or police custody. Why has no one yet been punished for stealing so much from the Philippine people? when you've already gone so far because you wanted to punish somebody who pissed you off. All right, Chief Justice Corona you don't like, I get it. There's some rumblings allegedly about how Chief Justice Corona incurred your ire because he allegedly was going to vote against uh, a case that your family was involved in. I'm not gonna go into too much speculation, but I'll say this much. If you're willing to go and be that actively involved in putting the guilty behind bars or stripping them off their titles, why are you not doing the same to the senators who were involved in the same scandal that led to the loss of billions of Philippine pesos? Where is the accountability in this, President? Noy Noy. Where is the punishment? Action in politics comes from accountability. People need to be punished and punished hard for this scandal. If you do not do that, then you are complicit in this corruption scandal because you are complicit in the propagation of the corruption culture in the Philippines. And yes, it is your responsibility to take care of this because you are the goddamn president. It's your job. We elected you to that job. Now we want you to do it. And I don't think it's particularly wrong to demand that of you because it's something we pay you for, and it's something that you said you would do to the best of your ability. You swore an oath on a Bible that you would do this seriously. I don't particularly know your religious affiliations or whether or not you're serious about them, but you swore an oath to the people. Never mind God for a second. You swore an oath to your people. And yes, I don't care if they voted for you or not, but the people of Leyte are still your people. They are Filipino citizens who are suffering horribly right now. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional, um, a bit teary-eyed, so I will um, pause for a second. They are your people too. I don't care if they vote for the opposition. I don't care if Imelda Marcos is a congresswoman of Leyte. I don't care if the Ramualdez family <coughs> was responsible for the hurt that was suffered by your father and your family during martial law. I don't care. All I care now is that you are president in the 21st century and you are responsible for taking care of the people who are suffering in this particular crisis and you are not taking care of them. Yeah, I've heard rumblings that you are apparently addicted to a video game right now and if you keep playing that video game every day, 
instead of actually taking meetings or taking accountability or commanding the military to take care of the people under your care. Yeah, fine. I don't particularly care. I don't care if you jack off every day for the rest of your life. I just want to make sure that the people of the Philippines, the people of Leyte, are taken care of. That a child that has just lost both his parents and all of his siblings is given food and water and medication. That's what I care about. I don't care what you do anymore. I just want to make sure that you do what's right. What's right by your office, what's right by your oath, and what's right by your people. Whether or not they're named Aquino. I swear to God. Look, I'm very emotional and I'm really pissed off about what's happening. I'm watching these videos. Okay. This is where I find out I'm not really as tough as I was, as I thought I was, rather. I'm, I'm trying to stifle some tears, but I'm finding it difficult because I'm remembering the images that I just saw. Dude, I saw a guy. was crying on screen because he said that he couldn't hold on to his daughter as the floodwaters were taking her away. He said it's his responsibility because he was the father and he couldn't protect her and he had to let go because he wasn't strong enough to take care of his daughter in the midst of the flood and the hell that happened during the typhoon. <clears throat> All right, I'm sorry, I will take more control of this. It's not his fault because he didn't start the typhoon. He's just a dad who loved his daughter and he wanted to protect her and he wanted to hold on tight to her, but he couldn't. And she died. And this man and his family of survivors is living in that hellhole in Tacloban City. And his daughter's body has not yet been buried because President Noinoy, you don't give a shit about the dead, as you said. You only care about the living. Well, if you care about the living, and you're going to do better than you currently are. It's your responsibility. You have to accept it. Every child in known freaking universe knows with great power comes great responsibility. Alright, I know you know that because Spider-Man was around when you were a kid too. You have the most power of any single man in the Philippines. You have the most ability to get things done. Therefore, I am holding you personally accountable. If any more people in Tacloban City die because of exposure to disease, because of decomposing corpses that are causing illnesses, and because of a lack of water, or food or medication that could be getting to them if you would only mobilize the people in your control. If anyone dies in Tacloban City from now on, Mr. President, it's your responsibility and it's your fault. And if you can't accept that, 
you are less of a man than you think you are. And you are less of a man than you claim to be when you made that sacred oath to protect all Filipinos in your current administration, in your current term. Whether or not they voted for you, Mr. President, they deserve better than this. We all deserve better than this. And until you give that to us, I'm going to keep getting on your case. I'm sorry, I'm just somebody you don't give a shit about, but I'm going to keep doing it every goddamn day until you do something. This is the initial broadcast of Rand Radio, and I apologize for getting way too maudlin and emotional by the end of it. If you watch the same things I've seen, you would probably understand. Thank you very much for taking the time and having the patience to listen to all of this. God bless you and your family. And y'all should be grateful that you're still alive right now when so many people around the world are suffering. No, no, stop with the video game. Put it down. Get back to work. Make sure that the Philippines is taken care of while you are Philippine president. It is under your command, therefore it is under your responsibility. You have to take accountability for this. You have to accept the blame for problems in the aftermath of this storm. Why? Because you are the man who can get things done. And you are the man who is not getting things done. It's your freaking fault, damn it. Do something about it. Thank you. This has been PJ Garcia for Rand Radio.